Hey guys, it is Rebecca Price, and I hope that you guys are doing great. I hope that you guys are doing well. Um, it's another day to be alive and to serve the Lord, and I hope you're thankful for it, because I'm thankful for it, and I'm thankful for God's mind and God's heart, and that God never gives up on His kids, because I'm telling you, you know, um, there's a talk, there's a verse in, in uh, Romans that talks about, you know, when when people uh, reject God, that people can reject God to the point where God lifts his hand. He gives them over to a reprobate mind um, and just lets them go down this this uh, slope of, of, of evil and wickedness um, that they have chosen over him. And uh, that's always a, that's a scary passage to read because, you know, there are times in, in the life, in all of our lives, but in the lives of believers where we struggle and we go through hardship. And I'm thankful that the Lord doesn't just leave us there that the Lord doesn't um he doesn't he doesn't uh turn away he doesn't say well I'm done with you the Lord is merciful and he's long-suffering and I praise him for that um so I I love the the chance and opportunity to be real with you guys about things um because I think it's important I don't think I don't think that it's it's uh, valuable to believers to have believers that say they don't ever go through stuff, that they don't ever deal with hardship, they never deal with it, because that's just not life. Um, <clears throat> we're on a, we're in a fallen world, and um, we serve a, a risen King, and we serve a God who is all powerful. Um, and but being on the earth, we're going to face attacks, we're going to go through trials and, and things like that at times. And and I think it's it's good when leaders or when, when anybody, you know, testifies and says, look, I've been, I'm going through something tough and difficult or, or I've experienced this. Um, it's, it's something that's blessed me in the Bible to read through David because David is a man after God's own heart. And yet we see through the Psalms that in, in, in through, through his emotions and through things that he went through real stuff and, and he dealt with things. He, he said at times that his bones were crushed and that that's how he felt or that he flooded his pillow with tears and and um, or sometimes he was really angry or sometimes he was just really overwhelmed with the goodness of God and we see that uh, that David talks about the just the struggle of of things that you deal with and things that you walk through and and that he always you know even through his struggles he said you know I'm going to turn to the Lord I'll remember the goodness of God I will sing the praises of the Lord God I love your law uh, things like that so, um, it's been, I'm not going to lie to you. It's been probably the last two months have been probably some of the hardest, um, in, in a few years that my husband and I have been through. We have just been hit with one thing after the other, one thing after the other. It, um, uh, my, my husband had to get his appendix taken out about a month ago. We did not see that coming at all. Um, not, and then after that, we saw a great victory. So when he had his appendix removed and while we were in the hospital, um, we had the chance to pray for some nurses in there and saw them healed in Jesus' name. I mean, literally had nurses in there that, that cried because they felt the pain leave their body. And, I mean, they encountered Christ and the power of Christ and the power of His Spirit. And I praise the Lord for that. The Lord healed those women. Well, then right after that, you know, after we got out of the hospital and about a week later, then I'm in the ER with a kidney stone. And worst pain ever, ever hands down in my life I have felt physically. I mean, I was puking. I, I was laid out on the ER floor just in misery and agony. And, 
and finally, you know, we so we, we got through that. You know, got in, got some medicine. They found out it was a kidney stone and then sent me home. And then I, I had to deal deal with that. And then um, it's just been, it's again, it's been one thing after another. So then once we kind of got past that hump, then we were hit, my husband and I have both been hit with sickness. And um, this week, you know, we were supposed to go and, and we were going to go and, and travel and do some stuff. And because and, I have a week off from work this week and he took days off too. And now we've been hit with this and we've had to stay home this week. And I, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, it's just been boom, 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 boom. Just hit one thing after another. Um, had a door, uh, you know, closed recently. Um, at least it seems like it's closed um, with something else. And it's just been discouragement after discouragement. My purpose has been attacked. Like, I can't tell you how much just in the last month. Uh, and it's been a discouraging season. And I don't know if there's anyone that can say I, they've been in a discouraged place before. Where, where you know, and I'm a fighter. I've always been a fighter. Ever since I was little, I'm a fighter. And and I tell you what, I feel like my tail has been whooped this the last two months. And it's just one of these things where you're like, you just want it to stop. And I got angry. I got angry at God. I, I was in the car the other night, and I'm like, God, what do you want from us? I'm like, we we are trying. We are doing what we can. You know, we're trying to follow your will, and, and we want to know your will. And I, and I feel like you've been silent and just angry. And I, I literally did. I told God the other day, I'm like, what is it? What do you want from us? What what are we not doing? What are we doing? You know, and, and it's not. And here's the thing. Whenever you go through seasons of a, of a attack or, or you go through trials or things like that. Now, sometimes it can be due to your flesh. I listened to a woman today. Um, her name is Jenny Weaver. And she had this word and she was talking about spiritual warfare. And the Lord really helped me um, and really, really taught me some things through it and really helped me through it. But she said, sometimes we think it's attack when really it's the flesh. When really it's because we have allowed sin to enter and we're reaping the consequences of allowing sin into our lives. And, and that's what's causing the problem. Um, but then she said, sometimes it's the attack of the enemy. She said, and then sometimes what we don't realize is that it's, it's the Lord is leading us into the wilderness to be tested. It's a wilderness season where God wants us to learn and grow and things like that. So just depending on, you know, the circumstance or whatever, um, see, I don't even know where I was going with that. I'm, I'm going to have to circle back around or whatever. But anyway, um, you know, the, but he, she was talking about, there were many different, many different things and that you have to have wisdom and discernment from the Lord that you, you need to seek God and have the discernment of, of spirits, like pray to discern spirits because you need to discern what it is that you're going through, whether it's an attack from the enemy, um, whether it's the flesh, whatever it is, you need to determine what it is that you're dealing with so that you know how to attack it in the spirit so that you know what what to do. And, um, I'll tell you one thing that has completely, um, I, and I know it and I've known it for a while is, you know, like I said, I was angry at God and I'm just like, I just, I don't even, I don't even feel like reading my Bible right now. I, I, but I would, I'd crack it open a little bit, but I would not spend really, really spend time in the spirit. And she was talking about today. She said, you know, spend time praying in tongues, praying in your heavenly language, spend, you've got to spend time with the Holy Spirit. She's like, just like you have a spouse or a best friend where y'all finish each other's sentences and you know, just by the way they breathe or just by the way they walk in the room, how they're feeling. She's like, we, we were that way with people, but we're not that way with the Holy Spirit. And you're not going to be that way unless you spend time in the spirit. And it was a huge correction for me because I sat there today and I'm like, you know what? You're right. 
Um, I mean, as far as the Lord, I'm like, God, you're right. You know, I've withdrawn from you because I've been frustrated and angry when what I've needed to do is to draw towards you. Because the Bible says, um, God says, you know, if you draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. And so all this time I've been kind of distancing myself. Like I'm irritated. I'm frustrated, God. I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired of dealing with all of this. And instead of really digging and, and spending time on the Holy Spirit and really seeking the face of God, I had the opposite reaction. And so this morning I got up and I, I went outside, you know, sitting in the car. And, um, and I really, I decided to, to do that. I, 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 first of all, I repented because I said, Lord, I feel like I've had a lot of pride. And it's not that God doesn't understand when we get tired or anything like that. Um, and what I was going to say, what I was going to say earlier, I skipped this. Let me go back a little bit. A lot of times whenever we go through hardships in life, we immediately think that God's angry at us or we've done something wrong. That's what I was getting to. And that's not the case. Don't think that just because you go through a trial that you've done something wrong or that you're out of God's will or whatever. In fact, the enemy is going to attack the people that are threats to him. If you are advancing in the kingdom, if you are doing things for the Lord, there's a target on your back and the enemy's coming for you. And you have to be um, prepared for that. And, and I was thinking today, you know, Paul says in the Bible, pray without ceasing. And whenever you go and read about the armor of God, when it talks about the different pieces of armor that you put on. And I actually learned this in, in a Priscilla Shire study like a couple years ago, that one thing we always leave out in the armor of God is he says praying at all times in the spirit. I believe it's what it says. Um, let me go back. I want to go and double check that real quick um, just to make sure because I want to make sure, again, that I'm not uh, telling you wrong. Let me look real fast. Okay. Put on the whole armor of God. Da, 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 da. It says, pray, yeah, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. So that's right after it says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit. And this is in Ephesians 6, 18. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for the saints. So not just praying for yourself, but making supplication for the saints as well. Praying for others. Um in the word. And so I said to myself today, I was like, you know, Paul himself is, is telling you, uh, to pray without ceasing. He's telling you not only to pray without ceasing, but he's saying, pray at all times in the spirit. And I said to myself today, I was like, I haven't been doing that. I'm just going, I'm, I'm going to be real with y'all today. I'm, I am, I'm going to be real with y'all. I haven't been doing that. Um, I've been frustrated and I've, so, um, I said to myself that today, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm going to get up this morning. I'm going to make, take time and I'm going to pray in my heavenly language. I'm going to pray in the language of the spirit and in tongues. And, and I'm telling you, you know, what's interesting. Um, uh, she was talking about, Jenny was talking about with her, she has a group of women called core, core group women that they will pray in tongues for an hour sometimes. And I've always been told that when you pray in tongues, it edifies your spirit. It builds up your spirit. It builds up the inner man. And so this morning, I got up and I was praying in the spirit. And I prayed for probably about 15 minutes or so. And um, and I'm telling you, I feel energized. And, and I mean, my, my spirit feels like it has more strength like it's been strengthened and it's hard to explain but you you feel like I feel like I've been strengthened in the inner man so that really helped me today just getting up and praying in the spirit but I also 
um, I asked God for forgiveness today. I said, you know what, God, forgive me and my husband for any pride that we've had. Cause I feel like the Lord has, the Lord has definitely humbled us over the last couple months, showing areas of pride in our lives that we need to kill and that we need to, to put to, put to death. Um, and so, you know, I asked for forgiveness and then, well, but and before I did that, I went through and I, I started looking in my, like, is there anybody I have not forgiven? Am I holding a grudge against people? Am I holding unforgiveness against people? And went through and started forgiving people and then asking God, forgive me for holding a grudge. Forgive me for not forgiving them because how can you forgive such a, such a great debt in me and me not forgive someone else? That's why unforgiveness is such a big deal. Side note, this is why God says, if you do not forgive others, I will not forgive you. There's a, a parable he tells about um, the, the uh, about a, it's like the, is it the unforgiving tenant or something like that? I'm not sure. But basically what happened is this guy owned the king a lot of money. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. And he went before the king and he begged for mercy. He said, God, he said, he, he, he begged the king, have mercy on me. Please give me time. Have mercy on me. And the king decided to have mercy on him and said, you know what? I forgive your debt. You're released. Well, then he went back home and there was someone who owned him a very small amount of money. And the guy said, uh, the guy came before him. He went up to the bandit. He said, give me the money that you owe me. And the man said, uh, please have mercy on me. Uh, you know, please have mercy on me. You know, give me time, whatever. He begged for mercy. And the guy showed him no mercy and threw him in prison. And the king found out about it. The king's servants like saw it and reported it to the king and the king was livid. And the king brought the man to him and said, how is it? That I forgave you such a large debt and you will not even forgive this person for their small debt. He said, now because of that, because of your grudge and your unforgiveness, I'm going to throw you in prison until you pay back everything that you owe. And so it's talking about the importance of forgiveness and how God's going to treat us. And so, you know, there are times where we go through serious hurt and serious pain in our life when people have hurt us and wronged us. Um... And, and she even talked about that. Jenny even talked about real offenses versus offenses that are in our mind. Um, you know, where we get offended over nothing. Or, you know, where it's all in our head. But, um, what was I going to say? So, yeah. And so, but even when people have wronged us, we have to say to ourselves, Jesus has forgiven me all of my sins. Jesus has forgiven a huge debt for me that I could never even begin to repay. So how can I, how do I have a right at all in any frame of mind to hold a grudge against someone and not forgive them? And so it's important for us to really search our heart and ask the, and ask God to search our heart and reveal those areas in our life. Am I holding a grudge against someone? Am I, have I not forgiven someone? And there are times where we think we've forgiven someone but then when we go back, we realize uh, we haven't um, forgiven someone for what they've done. And so, forgive me. I know that's totally not a, not podcast etiquette to blow your nose. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do, y'all. But it was just really, really good. It was really good, the things that, um, that God was showing me today. And so, that was one thing that I went through today in just... Um, 
just asking the Lord's forgiveness. And I was reading in Proverbs 1. Now, my husband loves Proverbs, and I love Proverbs 2 as well because it talks about wisdom and instruction and understanding and, and, and wisdom. And there's one section of Scripture that I absolutely love. I love the imagery here because it's so, it's so good. And I wanted to share this with you guys today. I wanted to read it. I've read it before. But I want to say... Um, Let's see. It's I'm probably going to be reading a good bit of scripture. Um, but I'm in Proverbs 1. And I may read some of Proverbs 2 as well. But I want to read this to you. It says, The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction. To understand words of insight. To receive instruction in wise dealing. In righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple. Knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. And then verse 7 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Now let's talk about that for a second. Why does it say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge? Well, if you have a fear of the Lord, if you have um, a, a, an awe of Him, to where you know that he is God and you are not, then you are then you will remain in a humble state before the Lord. Remember, I've talked before about the importance of humility. That humility is so important um, to being able to, to be able to humble yourself before the Lord because then you're able to receive from him, you're able to receive knowledge, wisdom, knowledge, correction. Um, but if you don't have a fear of the Lord, you don't see, you know, you're gonna be disobedient, you're gonna be, you're gonna be disobedient, rebellious, it's your way or the highway, you're going to follow your own path, um, which is foolishness, absolute foolishness. So a fear of the Lord is the beginning, and it says the beginning of knowledge. That's just the start when you are able, when you have an awe and a reverence and a fear of the Lord, and you know God is holy, and he is mighty, and he is all-powerful, and I'm going to honor and respect him, and I'm going to, to, um, to live my whole life that knowing that his mind is greater, that his will is greater, that, um, and that as his child, um, I have his spirit inside of me. What an incredible thing it is. And so, um, let's keep going. Hear my son, your father's instruction, forsake not your mother's teaching for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Um, my son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie and wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive in a hole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil and they make haste to shed blood. For in vain it is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. So here he talks about unjust gain. And he talks about people that um, uh, take advantage of others uh, for their own profit. Uh, robbers, thieves. And he talks about what their end is going to be. He's like, listen, their end is destruction. Like, don't go in the way of them. Um, because they what they they're actually 
killing themselves and hurting themselves, they lie and wait for their own blood and ambush their own lives by hurting other people and by robbing other people and targeting other people. Um, here's the section of scripture that I especially love. And it's, it's called the call of wisdom. And I absolutely adore this section of scripture. I love the imagery that's presented. I love what is used here. It is beautiful. It's extremely poetic, but it packs a punch. Okay. This is Proverbs, still in Proverbs chapter one in it's verse 20. It says, wisdom cries aloud in the street. And, and, and it pictures, it shows wisdom as a woman. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. Just picture this in your mind. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, O oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I will also laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you, when terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof. Therefore, they shall eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and be at ease without dread of disaster. Hold on. <laughs> Forgive me, y'all. My fantasy nose. How powerful, how powerful is this? How incredibly powerful and, and, and I just packs a punch because wisdom is saying you've rejected me. You know, wisdom comes from the Lord. The beginning wisdom comes from the Lord, comes from the mind of God. That's where wisdom comes from. So essentially they've, they've rejected God and they've rejected the mind of God. And wisdom says she cries aloud in the street, but people have uh, rejected her and have despised her. And wisdom says, fine, do that. Because I'm going to laugh when calamity strikes you. I'm going to laugh at the terror that comes upon you because you have rejected wisdom. Because you have hated knowledge. You've hated these things. I think today so much about the United States whenever I think about this. I think this not only has an individual uh, application, but I think about the United States. I'm so angered at my country because of the things that are being allowed to take place and things that are being celebrated today. Homosexuality, the murder of children, um, the changing of one's or the attempt to change one's gender and sex and all of that is horrible. It's so anti-God. I can't even, oh my gosh. I mean, just the, the despicable and dirty things that are being celebrated in this country, the shows and movies that are that are celebrated today that are nothing but absolute filth and trash and porn on the on the screen. I mean, it's it's my husband and I don't have a TV. And you know what? He actually we haven't had a TV for years and you know what? He actually got found a free TV, got a free TV and we haven't hooked it up. We haven't plugged it in yet and I honestly I don't even want to because of the garbage and the crap that is that is is um on screen today and is celebrated today and i mean it's disgusting it is disgusting and you look at everything that's going on in our schools where school boards have no integrity anymore and they're they are indoctrinating your children with whatever they see fit they don't have the knowledge of the lord they don't have the wisdom of the lord they care nothing about your child's soul 
All they care about is brainwashing them with things. I think today about the United States of America and how they have completely, as a whole, rejected wisdom. Now, there are people in the United States, that God's people are in the United States, and there are people that are running for office right now, and there are people that are taking a stand, and they're using their voice, and they're praying, and they're interceding. There are people that have accepted the wisdom of the Lord, and I believe, hallelujah, um, that God in his mercy over the, overturned the whole Roe versus Wade thing. I'm kind of getting off, off track. Because people have interceded and they have pleaded and they have sought God's face and they have accepted wisdom and, and, and just cried out to God on behalf of the country. But I think about how wisdom today, the wisdom of the Lord, is so rejected and despised today because people want to go their own way. They want to live their own life. I can even testify to myself there are times when I get frustrated and I'm like, I just, sometimes I just want to do things my way or whatever. And God quickly reminds me, I remember the times in my life where I have, because here it talks about, it says that those, um, that don't, that refuse to listen will eat of their fruit. They're going to, I mean, you reap what you sow, essentially. If you're going to reap foolishness, if you're going to eat, eat of foolishness and you're going to hate knowledge and hate wisdom, then you're going to reap everything from that, that comes from that. And I think what's interesting in here is in verse 23, it says, If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. If you listen when you are corrected, if you receive correction, wisdom, or God, God will pour out his spirit to you in wisdom if you receive his correction. And how many of us can say that we have had times in our life where God's corrected us and we've been angry or we've been upset? (coughs) Excuse me take a sip of my drink where we have been corrected by God and it's pissed us off. It's made us mad because who likes to be corrected, right? Um, but it's important that we receive that correction and we receive that reproof. It's like, it's like this morning, you know, it wasn't easy for me to receive correction, um, in, in, in things, but, um, I thank the Lord for his grace and, and, and for him being long suffering And I know in my spirit that even though we don't like to be corrected, it's important to receive that correction. It's important to receive that so that wisdom may overflow to us from the spirit of God so that God's mind may flow flow to us and give us direction um, during, you know, and, and so that we're not walking this thing on our own. How many of us can say, and I can definitely say this, that there are times in your life, if you're a believer, where you stepped out of the will of God and you did whatever the crap you wanted to do. Did you not reap the consequences of that? I sure did. I, you know, I've dated people I wasn't supposed to date anymore, date because I said, well, you know what? I'm tired of waiting, so I'm going to date this person. Um, I did that when I was 28, and buddy, that was terrible. Um, reaped the consequences of that, um, but it was a lesson, and the Lord was trying to tell me, don't try to do things your own way, because you will reap from that. You will eat the fruit of, of foolishness, you know, when, when you sow foolishness, you will reap that consequence. And, and so I think this is, this was so strong today whenever I, whenever I, I read this because it says, um, whoever listens to me will dwell secure, will be at ease without dread of disaster. So today in a world where you're constantly hearing people write self-help books and all this thing, listen to your heart, follow your heart, follow your way, follow this. No, the Bible actually says the heart is deceitful and wicked. 
No, we're supposed to be led by the Spirit and led by the Spirit of God. That is what we're supposed to be led by. Not our heart, not our feelings or emotions. Not where, you know, all this new age crap of find your inner goddess and your inner God and listen to your inner thing and blah, 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 blah. The world, the, the quote, wisdom of the world is foolishness. And it's going to tell you that the answer is everywhere but God. Oh, the answer is in burning sage. Bunch of witchcraft mess. The the answer is in drugs. The answer is in alcohol. The answer is in um, you uh, meditating and and chakras and all this garbage. This pagan garbage. They're never gonna the world. Don't ever expect the world to tell you to run to the Lord. It's not the Lord. The world. The world is never gonna say, hey, seek the Spirit of God. Hey, seek the uh, get into the Word and read the Word of God. Hey, pray in the Spirit. Hey, the world's not gonna tell you that. So don't expect a godly response from the world. Don't expect to watch Dr. Fe- that's one thing that Jenny, Jenny, um, I want to call her Jenny Craig, but that's not, it's Jenny Weaver. It's another thing she said today. She said, people keep, keep looking to solve their problems through Oprah and Dr. Phil. She's like, that's not going to help you. That's not going to help you in spiritual warfare. That's not going to help you in the battles that you face today. It's not. The, don't expect the world to help you and aid you in any way in your when it comes to spiritual warfare, because that's what we're in. We are in a spiritual battle, friends. Whether you want to believe in it or not, the spirit realm exists. The spirit realm exists. And the thing is, is people that say, well, I don't believe in demons and ghosts. I don't believe in the devil. I don't believe in anything like that. I don't believe in spirits and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, how do you explain evil? How do you explain where evil comes from? How do you explain that? How do you explain people that are that that are um, that of demonic influence? When you see someone who is completely possessed by the enemy, and and or people that in Satanism that worship Satan, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's it's complete denial. And even in Romans, we've talked about this. Even in Romans, it says that men men, I believe it's it's in Romans, where it says that men suppress the truth. They deny that there's a creator. It's not that they don't have the evidence around them that the, that God exists and that the, and that the spirit realm is real. They deny it. They don't want to believe it. They reject it. It's a rejection of the truth because people want to rule themselves. And that's what sends you to hell is when you want to rule yourself. You're not qualified to rule yourself. You don't have the right to rule yourself. You didn't put yourself on earth. You didn't create yourself. I know I've said this before in previous podcasts, but I keep coming back to this because self-rulership is what is so prominent today is self-rulership, is wanting to do please self, and I want to go my way, and I want to do what I want. I don't want to surrender to God. I don't want to surrender to His will. I don't want to surrender to His mind. (coughs) I don't want to surrender to His wisdom. I don't want to accept that He's all-knowing and I'm not. It's like the whole my body, my choice. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. Everything is my, me, my, me. Self, 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 self. And that is nothing but Satan. That is nothing but Satan. The Bible says that you're to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. And then it says to love your neighbor as yourself. Are we to love ourselves? Yes. But we, but our self does not come first. Loving the Lord comes first. Surrendering to the Lord comes first. Obeying the Lord comes first. Then, then self. Then loving self. Then loving our neighbor. Because you can't love your neighbor if you hate yourself and hate who you are. We've talked about this in a previous podcast. Amazing how this stuff comes full circle and keeps coming back around. But wisdom 
accepting wisdom, receiving wisdom. I want to read a, just a little bit more in um, chapter 2 that I was reading today. It says, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with, with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Sometimes I feel like I read scripture and I see things for the first time. How do you search for hidden treasure? If you're in an area, if you're on land, let's say on land, and you know there's treasure buried on that property that is extremely valuable. It's the most valuable thing. What are you going to do? You're going to get shovels and you're going to dig for it. And you're going to look. And you're not going to leave the area until you find it. What about people that, that seek for, for a sunken treasure in ships that have been lost? What do they do? They dive. They dive relentlessly. They buy the best equipment and the tools. And they go down and they dig and they search relentlessly until they find it. And treasure hunts... Your, your, your mind is on that and you're going to find it and you're going to dig for it. All right. Well, that's what he says. Search for it like hidden treasure. Search for wisdom and understanding like it is the most valuable thing you could ever find. You could ever look for and dig for it. Seek it. Crave it. Uh, uh, call out for it. Cry out for it. Because he's saying if you do if you do, if you search for it, if you call out for insight, if you raise your voice for understanding. Sometimes we don't even, sometimes we don't raise our voice and cry out to God for understanding and cry out to him for wisdom. We give up. We give up too soon. And I'm talking to myself because this is where I've been. I have been irritated and frustrated. I've been exhausted and I'm like, screw this. Like I'm tired of asking God things or whatever. When in fact, I need to raise my voice. Because I'm going to be honest, I haven't asked God for wisdom and discernment. I used to pray for it all, every day, and I haven't asked God for wisdom and discernment recently. And I'm like, I need to raise my voice in the spirit and cry out for the understanding and the wisdom and the insight of God. That is what I need to do. It says, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity, guarding the path of justice and watching over the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity, every good path. For wisdom will come into your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you, delivering you from the way of evil, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in ways of darkness, who rejoice in evil and delight in the perverseness of evil, men whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. From the Lord gives wisdom. The Lord gives wisdom. So when you meet someone who has wisdom, who is wise, it is because the Lord has given them wisdom. And, and, and the reverse is true. If you have somebody that is coming to give you wisdom and counsel and they don't spend a lick of their time with the Lord and they don't have no relationship with the Lord and they don't give any, care anything about the word of God, reject it. They don't need to be telling you anything because they don't have wisdom. They have foolishness because wisdom comes from the Lord. So you, when you want counsel from someone, you want someone who is connected to the Lord, who is connected to the Spirit of God. Because, because what that means is, is they're not going to come to you giving you their opinion. They're going to come to you giving you the wisdom of God because they're going to seek God and say, God, you speak through me. God, you speak. They need your words. They need your wisdom. They need your guidance, your spirit. 
again, goes back to humility. Be careful the wise, quote, wise counsel around you. Just because someone, just because someone has seen a lot and experienced a lot doesn't mean they're wise. You can learn through experiences. Absolutely you can. But wisdom comes from the Lord. And not only, not only does, does uh, wisdom and understanding and knowledge from the Lord protect you from per- men of perverted speech, but what else does it protect you from? Listen to this. And it, and, it, and it said a lot of things. I just used the perverted speech in the way of evil and crooked people. So it says, so you will be delivered from the forbidden woman, from the adulteress with her smooth words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her paths to the departed. None who go to her come back, nor do they, gain, they, nor do they regain the paths of life. So it protects you from the adulteress. Because how many people know that, that you know, there are times where uh, people have fallen because of their bodily urges, because of a spirit of lust, whatever, because they did not exercise wisdom. But God says wisdom, having wisdom and knowledge and understanding from the Lord will protect you from that because you'll have the wisdom to not entertain it. Don't go near it. Flee from it. I don't want anything to do with that. Whereas if you don't have that, then you will, you're prone to falling into it, to committing adultery with her. I just think this is this is cool. And it ends and it says, So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inhabit the land. Those with integrity will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous be rooted out of it. Who knew that all of this was related to wisdom? To the wisdom of the Lord? Who knew that all of this was related to wisdom and understanding and the knowledge of the Lord? Who knew that all of this? That's how important it is. That's how important wisdom is the wisdom of the Lord the mind of the Lord and we've got to seek for it and I say we I'm talking to myself I'm reminding myself I've got to seek seek for it like hidden treasure I can't get lazy because then not only does does intimacy with God suffer suffer and our relationship suffer when I don't seek that and I don't seek him in his heart and his mind but when attack comes I'm unprepared. Or when when tests come or, you know, and things come, I'm unprepared. How important it is to seek the Lord. How important it is to seek his wisdom. Like hidden treasure. I've got to remind myself, I may print out a picture or something of just a, or, or have something on my phone, like a background or something of treasure to remind myself every day to seek the mind of God, to seek the heart of God, to seek his word like hid, like it is hidden treasure. Like I got to find it and I'm going to dig until I find it. If I'm sweating, if I'm tired, I'm going to keep digging because the Lord is faithful and he will respond. The Lord says, the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up wisdom for the upright. And it talks about that if you if you call, so it's the if then, if you call for insight and raise your voice for understanding, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. If you receive my words and treasure up my commandment with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, then you'll understand the fear of the Lord. It's like in the in the um <clears throat> 
in the previous chapter, what wisdom was saying. It says, if you turn at my reproof, behold, I will. If I will. It says if because it's your choice. Because he's not going to force you to. If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out my spirit to you. I will make my words known to you. And I'm telling you what, guys, in the last couple of months, that's one thing that I have sought. And I've said, God, I need direction and clarity right now. What, you know, where are we going? What do you want us to do? You know, in regards to me and my husband and things like that. And just seeking the Lord. But I have not. I've had, I've asked questions. I've voiced it. But I have not sought it like a hidden treasure. I haven't sought the wisdom of the Lord. I haven't done that. And has, this has been a big wake up call for me. And I'm thankful the, that God used Jenny Weaver to speak into my life this morning and to encourage me and, and, and that the Holy Spirit corrected me and gave me some reproof. That's what we need. We need correction in the Lord. We need growth. And I'm thankful for that. And I, um, I bless the name of the Lord for his kindness, for his kindness and his patience with me. Because I know that, well, anyway. Um, anyway, I wanted to just share that with you today. <clears throat> I hope this blessed you. I hope this helps you. And, um, yeah, I love you guys. And I will come at you later with another podcast. Be blessed.